Revelation chapter number 12 in your Bibles. How many of you know who made this statement right here? Raise your hand if you know who made this statement. I want you to look up on the screen and look at the statement. He alone who owns the youth gains the future. Raise your hand if you think you know who made that statement. Say it out loud if you think you know. Oh wow, you, you know your history. You got it right. Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler made that statement in a very visionary, growth-centered time. 1933, there were 50,000 Hitler youth, little boys and little girls, small little children, in 1933. And uh, you can see them here marching. You can see them here training. You can see them here uh, in this video clip uh, uh, with the vision and excitement for the future. By the end of this year, there were two million Hitler youth. Look at this crowd and imagine two million following this visionary leader, following this new plan, this new economic opportunity, and all of the fame and the popularity and the luxury and the wealth and the future. But all of this led to this right here. That's what the Hitler youth did. It was the Hitler youth that slaughtered six million Jews and Christians. And it led to this. Bodies filled, filled, filled with bodies. And it led to this. Because the Bible says, when every man is tempted, but every man is tempted, when he is drawn away of his own lust, his own desires, and what's the next word? As you see it on the screen, show it up there. His own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, I want you to show it up on the screen if you will as quickly as possible, when sin it is finished, bringeth forth death. Now, you're in Revelation chapter number 12, Revelation chapter number 12, and I want to read beginning in verse number 1. Revelation chapter number 12, verse number 1, would you stand to your feet? And let's read together. I want you to try to figure out what's going on in this passage of Scripture. The Bible says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with what? Child cried, travailing in birth, the most vulnerable, painful a time for a mother and then a little child, a little innocent child, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her as soon as it was born. Now while you're standing, I want you to understand that every text has an, a direct interpretation in its context. Who is it speaking to? What was the context? What was the time frame? What is the direct interpretation? But then we see the scriptures were given to us for application. And application is king. That's why we preach and cry aloud to apply the interpretation, the scriptures to our life. And then from the scriptures, the way that Jesus preached and taught so often in the Bible was by way of parables or by way of illustrations. So you have an interpretation of the scriptures, an application of the scriptures, and then an illustration of the scriptures. Now we are not going to go deep into the direct interpretation of this text as it is a two-part prophecy. It is prophesying about Jesus coming to be the Savior of the world. How many of you could figure out who the great red dragon was and how he drew a third part of heaven and they were cast down. How many of you know who that was or who that is? Say it out loud if you think you know. But then we also see the end times of prophecy that is to come, just as they prophesied the coming of Jesus. Uh, and we see the end times in the nation of Israel during the end times, and that is the tra travailing of the birth. But what I want you to see by way of application and even illustration is the character of Satan. We've looked much at the character of God, but I want you to see the character of Lucifer. The character of Lucifer is right here when he's standing before little innocent, poor little Mary from Nazareth, when he's standing before the woman about to be delivered of a child. And what is he waiting to do the moment this precious, if you've ever seen a little infant, a little newborn, the cutest, most sensitive, soft, I mean fluffy little, you just want to hug him and kiss him, uh, Oh, what is he waiting to do in our text? 
He wants to destroy them. He wants to devour them. And so we see the character of Satan is waiting and willing and wanting and his specific desire, hating young people, hating children, wanting to destroy specifically young people. You're going to see this throughout the whole scriptures, that there is a target upon you, and he is very, very real. Father God, bless us this afternoon in the time that remains, and speak to us in a way that only you can. Hide us behind the cross, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to look at the screen really quick at Mark 9 and verse number 20. They brought a child unto him, and, they, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground wallowing, foaming. Notice verse 21, and he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, what does it say? Of a child. Now, what did Satan do with this little child? And oftentimes it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy them. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. The world likes to paint this picture of our culture today as a happy Disneyland where we're all here just to get along, eat three meals a day, have a little fun, hunky dory, but that's not reality. There is a war going on and the battlefield is over your soul. Jesus. When he was born in history, I've been to Israel and the historians, not even speaking biblically, talk about Rachel weeping for her children. And they said this time frame, and all his preachers were like, yeah, we know. They said this time frame was known throughout history for 2,000 years as the murder of the, does anybody know? The murder of the innocents. It's in the history books. When they went in to all of the little homes and villages and those elite forces, those Roman soldiers slaughtered all the little boy babies, two years of age and younger. I mean, dicing them up, guts spilling out, heads rolling, ripping from their mom's arms, screaming those little innocent babies. When I have had to see uh, that shooter in Uvalde go into that elementary class, I heard the screams and I thought this has been going on down through history ever since Lucifer, which by the way is in the room right now. It's down through history when they were slaughtering. And then there's Moses to lead God's people out. A picture of winning uh, those people uh, to Christ, drinking of that spiritual rock. And Moses to lead them out. What happened when Moses was born? Again, Moses demanded, Pharaoh demanded that all the little children, think about, have you ever seen a little baby before? To be slaughtered. The devil always hits early. David encountered many enemies in his life. But the greatest valiant satanic warrior who all the elite forces of the Israelites were scared of came to him when he disdained Goliath, disdained him when he was but a... When he was but a... Say it out loud. When he was but a youth. Samson, the Bible said, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And the very next verse, after the Spirit of the Lord came upon him as a young man to be a judge of Israel, the Bible says he went down to Timnath and he saw a woman thereof. Oh, that was just coincidence. No, it wasn't. Because the devil specifically hates young people. He knows the vision. He knows the future. He knows where it's going. Matter of fact, in 2 Kings, uh, Elijah has gone up in a fiery chariot. And there's a young man by the name of Elisha. And man, he gets the mantle on him. And he's after he, Elijah goes up, he's heading back to Bethel. To a place called Bethel that once was a house of God. Now it has been turned into Baal worship. People are so satanically feel, filled that they are worshiping Baal. And as he's coming into Bethel there are 42 people that begin to mock him go on up go on up to Bethel go on up thou bald head and the Bible says they were so demon possessed and it doesn't use the term demon possessed but they were so mocking the man of God they were so reprobate the devil had so owned them that she bears had to come out and destroy them Let's read it really quick. Look at the screen. It says, and, he's, and he went up from thence unto Bethel, and as he was going up by the way, there came forth, what does the next word say? Little children out of the city and mocked him. 
If you could pull back the spiritual curtain this morning, you would see that all the forces of hell are specifically pointed at young people. All the fads that come out of Hollywood are geared towards you. All the clothing, all the hairstyle, all the culture of today, all the movies of today, all the devices of today, all the commercials, if it's not for medicine or for snoring, that's for the old people. But if it's not, it's for you. All of the marketing billions upon billions, if you will go and I dare you to go study the marketing ploys, all of the money is in the youth because somebody's the prince of the power of the air. All the social media. They know how to entice. Look, out of Beijing, China. I mean, child advocates right now are losing their minds over something so satanic. They know it's satanic. Lost people, they're saying we can't control it. It came out of Beijing uh, of an app that they called in English musically. And, and, and they began to lure, lure through satanic means uh, children in other countries. And they rebranded it and called it TikTok and brought it, brought it to America. Look, here's... He- he- Headline news. You could, this is this was. Uh, I, I grabbed this uh, this morning in the room. This morning, child safety advocates maintain that TikTok's computer algorithms pushing content to users promote disorders, even self harm and suicide to young. It, it didn't say old users. What does it say? You see it. The chaos in our culture, the rioting in our culture, the drug culture, the sorcery, the witchcraft. We live in the saddest generation of young people. The people in this room that have had satanic thoughts, that have heard voices, either A, audible voices, or down in the heart that says, I'm not worthy. You, you can't make a decision. Uh, you're never going to amount to anything. Uh, we're, we're, we're the, the, the buzzword is mental health today. Now I understand a lot of people have, there are people with legitimate mental health issues, but this is a cover word because America, the most uh, popular and wealthy nation, cannot figure out, they're covering it up. It's the biggest cover up of all times. Let me tell you something, all you got to do is barely peel back and you realize our generation is suicidal, they're depressed, they're they're hate filled, they have nothing to look for, there's no big movements uh, like you saw 60, 70, 80 years ago of, of the great generation and growth and business uh, let me tell you something they're dying by the droves they're empty the saddest generation we've ever lived in and they call it mental health uh, they say here either this year or next year very very soon uh, 73% of all of our hospital beds will be psychiatric mental health the amount of young people, especially in public schools, and I understand we have a lot in here, but because of the messaging there, but even in Christian schools that are on psychiatric drugs, is shocking. The algorithms, as we've talked about before, and Instagram and TikTok, and, and by the way, even WhatsApp are just good old-fashioned text messaging. The devil knows. It's not just about the 50, 60-year-old predator trying to get the 13-year-old girl. Let me tell you something. It is the mind control and the mind game that's sucking you in. There are people addicted to devices today, right now, right here, and it's maybe not even be anything porno- pornographic or horrible, but you are so addicted that you can't think think straight you can't listen straight then you are literally tattooed digitally with satan's devices all of the music the media all of it you say oh come on all of it yes if it's not to bring glory and honor to god let me tell you something satan lucifer was the divine cherub that covereth god made him as a musical instrument all throughout the scriptures you see that he had pipes and vials god the creator of this universe created him to be musical and when he fell he took music and he uses it he's so subtle in every area if it doesn't bring glory and honor to god and you can't glorify god in it let me tell you something satan's working it's more powerful than anything you can imagine oh come on Oh, country music, you know, Old Town Road, very, very famous song. It's been top charts for a long time. Written by a man by the name of Montero Lamar Hill. Written, co-written with uh, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. And uh, they wrote this song together, Old Town Road, and so many, just like all the little Disney stars that are uh, very satanic, extremely satanic, so many of them, so owned my heart breaks for them. They cannot even figure it out. I'll show you that in a moment. They can't figure out what's going on with them. Montero Lamar Hills 
a stage name is Little Nas X. Here he is uh, with the shoes that everybody promoted for a while. They sold out within minutes of going online. Then when enough old leather lung preachers and people out there, Christians started crying, Nike was like, oh, I guess we might cancel it after they had already sold out. There's human blood in the souls. 666 on the shoe. Luke 10, 18, that talks about Lucifer falling from heaven like a lightning. You say, is that really a big deal? Yeah, because all over America, right here, I mean in Highland Park, right up here, the man that just went in and shoot up the, the boy, that everybody talks about the gun. They don't talk about their mo his mama's business. She was a witch. She was a witch. That's on no news article. The only way I found that out was to look up her personal website, and you can do it too. It ain't conspiracy. I dare you. She's a witch. She's satanic. The stuff in his house, the Muriel's on his walls. He's a rapper. The music. Does it really matter? Yeah. In droves, every single day, this is happening. This is happening. Uh, these 911 calls. Listen to the 911 call because people are listening to music like this. Listen. And what's the problem? Tell me loud, 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 loud. I just killed my son. What do you mean you just killed your son? From hearing voices. Oh, okay. How old's your son? Where's your son now? He's dead. Dead where? In the living room. Alright. Do you have any weapons? Can you just send in cops? We're doing that now. What's your name? Matt Pomerico. I'm sorry, the first name? Matt. Matt? Spell your last name for me, Matt. P-O-N-O. M-A-R-E-N-K-O. What's your son's name? Jack. Jack? Jack, J-A-X. You said you hear, you're hearing voices? Yes. All right, how did you kill your son? Thank you, thank you, thank you. All over America, this, these type things are happening. And we think somehow we're going to escape it. We think that it's a fluffy bunny and it's not real. I know preachers preach about Lucifer, but he's very, very powerful. And here's little Jacks. And if the devil couldn't get him with what's in his left hand, you can't see it because of our, our, our interpreter, but there's a tablet... In his, in his right hand there. Thank you, sir. If he couldn't get him with what was in his right hand, he'd get him another way. Satan hates children. He loves to see the dominance of children and teenagers. I just got this text message on Sunday, this Sunday, from one of our teachers. She said, this is why we do what we do. Rachel was teaching the Sunday school lesson, and she said, you need to obey your daddy. A little five-year-old boy said, quote, I won't obey my dad. He's mean to my mom and my brother and me. He hurts us and I hate him. I want to kill him when he hurts us. That was Sunday night. My wife and I are on the phone yesterday with a young lady who wants to kill herself and they were talking about admitting her. By the way, we're in small town, rural, southeastern Iowa. The Titanic movie comes out years ago, and Celine Dion, even back in those days, sold a hundred million albums. By the way, we could do this with every major known person. Most people don't know that she's a Satan worshiper and satanic. You can go ten minutes from here and walk into the stores and buy the clothes that are the most popular in the elite celebrity circles. It's a Hebrew word for no, 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 no. It's called nu, 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 nu. Good Morning America and all the top news celebrate her line of clothing and you say, well, I haven't heard about it. I know because the celebrities are the one clothing their children in it. Here, here she is in a commercial talking about her line of clothing, Celine Dion. They dream of tomorrow. We may thrust them forward into the future, but the course will always be theirs to choose. This plays on major networks. Look at the voodoo doll with the children. They're eventually taking the lid off and just letting the world see it because we're so dumbed down. Look at this. 
New order. Who's the new order? What, what are we trying to establish here? Satan's doing it. On little innocent children. Hands on the eyes. A girl who just got out of rehab didn't know anything about the, the one eye. And she says, preacher, why do I always see a big eye on my hand uh, when I do crystal meth? And by the way, these are celebrity children that wear uh, these clothing. Go ahead and show the next clip of her and her Hebrew Must friends. Uh, that be there, Is this that next clip? Celine wants all kids to find themselves. Turn it up Not a little bit. Not just her own. And she hopes her partnership with Nunu Nu will help. The clothes in her new line are gender neutral. Nunu Nu has been around for years. Its founders created the fashion line out of necessity when they couldn't find clothing for their own kids. Fashion has the power to shape people's minds. We're at Nunu Nu trying to shape the future of all human beings by saying, find your own individuality. We bring a new order. Uh, as a concept. You can look up any of the major people that have just exploded. They, they get your voices and yet there are preachers here in little towns and, and, and cities around and you don't know their names, but you'll know many of you, thank God not all, many of you would know names uh, like Ariana Grande. Who, who, literally, who literally has a folder on her computer of demons that she's taken pictures of. I mean, you can just Google and see these Ariana Grande talks demon experience. By the way, that was all the way back in 2013 as Satan was empowering her and filling her with the spirit, his spirit. She's hearing really loud rumble and whispers, seeing these really disturbing images and red shapes. And then in, uh, she says, I felt this sick, overwhelming feeling of negativity over the whole car and smelled surf, sulfur, which is the sign of a demon. Selena Gomez and all of them, I mean, The weekend, you name it, all of them. Uh, let me just read some lyrics that Selena writes and sings on her song entitled Demons as she writes from her heart. Are you ready? Mayday, mayday, the ship is sinking, slowly sinking. They think I'm crazy, but they don't know the feeling. They're all around me, circling like vultures. They want to break me and wash away my colors. See, we don't understand the words that we're hearing when we're in the mall, when we're out in public, uh, or God forbid, in our own ears. Take me high and I'll sing. Oh, you make me everything okay. We are one and the same. Oh, you take all the pain away. Save me if I become my demons. You can see the struggle from the inside and the out. I cannot stop the sickness taking over me. It takes control and drags me into nowhere. I need your help. I can't fight this forever. I know you're watching. I can feel you out there. Take me high and I'll sing. Oh, you make everything okay. Take me over the walls below. Fly forever. Don't let me go. I need a savior to heal my pain when I become my worst enemy. And she closes the song with the words, the enemy. I feel sorry for these little girls. I sat here this morning weeping and crying as just an hour, a couple hours ago, I heard the young ladies quoting scriptures. Guys, give that to me if you will. And I literally wept and cried and thought about a little Selena Gomez. So uh, demon possessed now. Oh, the difference. This is just a few hours ago. Oh, the difference. Listen. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. There's a battle. Let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John 14, 27. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Psalm 4, 8. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. Amen. First Corinthians 14, 33. There's a battle, there's a war going on. The Disney CEO has come out so strong. I mean, they are deceiving little teeny ch tiny children, the criminals, the whole lot of them. They said the company can make the biggest impact by creating an inclusive world through the content we produce. We have the most creative storytelling engine along with the world's most beloved brands and franchises. We can bring to life, uh, which can bring life into life in ways no one else can. We have a portfolio of distribution platforms across the world, including powerful streaming services with the ability to reach audiences anywhere, anytime. We have the number one news organization and the most trusted brand in sports. We have a unique ability to impact culture.
The devil always punches early. That's why the biggest sin in America is the slaughter of the little unborn. Let me tell you something. Just because you hear about Roe v. Wade, it's way worse now than, Roe, than when Roe v. Wade got reappealed. Here's why. They have literally come out of the cap of hell and they are going crazy. This is two days ago. A bill now they're trying to force into the states now that they can't have the federal protection. Literally, partial birth abortion and now if there's a failed abortion like Jamie Sedgwick through uh, a saline, uh, I mean through an acid uh, abortion. Just listen, just listen, two days ago. Just listen. Thank you so much, Senator. Yes, I actually can. Um, as a matter of fact, here in California, there's a law that's about to be passed called AB 2223. And this law basically will allow, as a woman is in the midst of a chemical abortion, and she delivers a baby alive on the floor at any stage of pregnancy or in a hospital, um, that baby, if this law is passed, has the ability to be born alive and left to die yeah. um, after it is born and allowing it to die up to 28 days after birth. Child pornography, they can shut down presidents' Twitters and entire countries and control the North Koreas, of course, and their media and, and, and Russia and so on and so forth, but they can't shut, shut down child pornography. Sucking the brains out of little children. The molestation and the pedophilia, the transgender movement, the whole transgender surgery movement, the people behind it are pedophiles. They're acclaimed. The first two men that introduced it, they're pedophiles uh, that, that ought to be given the death penalty or, or in jail. And the politicians and the leaders supporting all that are straight owned from the pit of hell, Lucifer themselves. They need Jesus. We need to turn the world upside down for Jesus. You know, the, 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 the Secretary of Treasury, I mean, everybody wanted him as president. Matter of fact, people think maybe he will run as president. Pete Buttigieg, he came to Iowa. Here's his husband, Chaston. While we're at youth conference, he's traveling the world doing youth conferences. Check out his conferences. Go ahead. Pledge my heart. I pledge my heart. To the rainbow. To the rainbow. Of the not-so-typical gay camp. Of the not-so-typical gay camp. One camp. One camp. Full of pride. Full of pride. Indivisible, Indivisible, with affirmation and equal rights for all. With affirmation and equal rights for all. Watch your heads. We're going to pass out potatoes to make your very own drag tater that you get to take home with you. Oh my gosh, that's really good. Who's coming out to play? It's Cherry. <laughs> the children, the children. In my first year in preschool with a class of my own, teaching alongside another preschool. queer neurodivergent educator, and we've preschool. been rocking our two's class. We've been talking about gender and skin color and consent, consent, empathy, and our bodies and autonomy. It's Elementary, fabulous. But our teaching team is shifting, and a new person is being onboarded. So today at the lunch table, when the topic of gender and genitals came up, one of our students, the topic, plainly looked up and said. Well, I'm a girl today, but I know that Teacher Co. isn't. No, they're Envy. And the look on the incoming teacher's face was priceless. She just looked around at the two of us and said, this class is incredible, and I am so impressed. I mean, the main choir in San Francisco putting out all the songs, that's not a joke. There's, there, play just a quick clip of the song. That they just came out with. Just a quick clip. Go ahead if you got that on. Highly produced. 50, 60. Let, let me read the lyrics. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll convert your children happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. And you'll be disgusted when they start learning things online that you kept far from their sight. We'll convert your children. Yes, we will. Reaching one and all. There's really no escaping it. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. The gay agenda is coming home. The gay agenda is here. Here. And it goes on. I, I won't read anymore. I mean, all of these gay prides that you might get, be getting sucked into, you don't realize who's funding them and setting them up. Because we're getting so left, the, the lid's finally coming off what a lot of people have been seeing. The tweets are coming out like this one from uh, the Satanic Temple of Idaho. Go ahead and show this tweet. It says, hey, we'll be at Pride in the Park event next Saturday, June 11th. We will have merchandise and performing unbaptisms for those interested. Just know that Satan loves you for you. Hail Satan. 
exist louder. Pride in the Park 2022. Hail Satan. So the question is why? The question is why? I must move quickly. Jeremiah 1.5 Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Here's why. Everything that Jesus has, Satan wants because Jesus didn't necessarily want to be the number one Godhead. He just wanted to be Jesus, which is God, the divinity, the trinity. He wanted to be like the Most High. So everything that Jesus has, he wants. Jesus came incarnate in the flesh. Satan is here in spirit, but will come incarnate in the flesh as the Antichrist. And so Jesus loves the little children. He designed us. He formed us. He has a calling. He said, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example. And he goes on talking about the young people. And Satan says, watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Why? Number one, salvation. My son Andrew and Samuel is not yet saved. Every time you're putting off getting saved, it's a dangerous thing because the devil is getting more of you. How shall we uh, uh, escape so great a salvation? Salvation. You better get saved today. Number two, programmable. I have a computer. I have a cell phone. It's nothing but a piece of hardware. Unless somebody puts something into it. Youth leaders, parents, be careful what you're putting into the hardware. The human body, that mind that God gave these young people. And the devil knows God's trying to program you through all of the things that Pastor Wilkerson just talked about. And the devil says, I want to get ahead of him what I can get into your ears. Number three, specific purpose and calling. My son Aaron is 12. He hasn't been called yet. I have. He hasn't been shown a, a specific path yet. I have. If the devil can stop him before he ever does whatever it is that God has for him to do, the devil wins. Number four or five years. How many years do you have that Brother Lapina doesn't have or Pastor Wilkerson doesn't have? Next, influence. Every great revival was started by a young person. Look it up. Study it. The Welsh revival, the great awakenings. It was young people getting on fire for God and God used them to start a revival. And then, of course, messing others up. If you are not right with God, I saw a group of boys walking around at the fireworks last night. They're not at the conference. They haven't been at the conference. And my heart was broken as I looked into their eyes and I said to my wife, I said, something's not right. I didn't know those boys weren't living for God, but I can look in their eyes. There was four or five boys and they just kind of showed up uh, for the fireworks and my heart broke for those young men. I saw that they were there as a group and I said, oh God, help them not to mess anybody else up. I must hasten. Let's look really quick. Boil it all down to what he uses. Number one, he tries to destroy you young people with the spirit of resentment and rejection. The spirit of God is love and reception. Satan was rejected from heaven. So he caused Adam and Eve to be rejected from the Garden of Eden. He caused Cain to be rejected from God. That's why he killed Abel. He was of his father, uh, the, Satan. Uh, Cain was. And he had a spirit of resentment and rejection. Thank you, Sarah, for that song. I wept in the back and said, Thank God that you don't have a spirit of resentment and rejection. Isaac and Ishmael, the Arabs, and, and the rest of the world today. Joseph's brothers felt rejected. Evolution in the schools out of the pit of hell is nothing but a design by Satan to say, you're nothing more than a monkey. There is no afterlife. There's no nothing. You are rejected. I was in a jump park, one of these bounce houses with my son and my children, and, and it, all these bounce houses are geared towards his age. And I said, what is this music uh, that's playing? It wasn't loud enough that we were going to leave, but I just thought, I just don't like because music's so powerful and it can get in your brain and it can go with you and you don't even cognitively know the words. It's, it's Satan's injection of drug. So I just said, hey Siri, what song is playing right now? You know Shazam will pull, pull that up and these were the words. Go ahead and just play a quick clip of it. This is what, and they're jumping all the little kids. And all the little kids. Popular song, top song. This is this year, not long ago. Sorry, I can't be. Okay, thank you. These are the words. This is, this is what my 12-year-old son was hearing. Hey, Dad, look at me. Think back and talk to me. Did I grow up according to plan? And did, do you think that I'm wasting my time doing things I want to do? But it hurts when you disapprove all along. And now I, I, I try hard to make it. I just want to make you proud. I'm never going to be good enough for you. Can't pretend that I'm all right. And you can't change me because we lost it all. Nothing lasts forever. I'm sorry. I can't be perfect. Now it's just too late. And we can't go back. I'm sorry. I can't be perfect. I try not 
not to think about the pain I feel inside. Did you know that you used to be my hero? All the days you spent with me now seem so far away. And it feels like you don't care anymore. And now I try hard to make it. I just want to make you proud. I'm never going to be good enough for you. I can't stand another fight. And nothing's alright. Nothing's going to change the things you said. I can't be perfect. And let me tell you something. This isn't one song or five songs or ten songs or ten million songs. It is so deceptively integrated into the music that we as our little teenagers I once was not long ago we are not discerning enough in our own flesh as the prodigal to see what Satan is doing to us that's why we need to listen that's why we need to surrender that's why we need to cry out to God and say greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world and the brokenness in this room, Chester Bennington was with Lincoln Park, one of the biggest music groups up until 2017. Literally millions of this generation, and just maybe even a few years older than you, more so, but many still in this room followed Chester Bennington and Lincoln Park. Uh, he, he talks about all his fans. Man, they get in their cars, they drive down the road, and they listen to his music, and it helps them. Just listen to a quick testimony, I'll real read quick. I'll they write me, and if it's something like that, you know what I mean? I'll go talk to him and tell him everything's all right. You know, sometimes you know, um, a lot of the, in a lot of cases, our kids write us and they really open up to us and tell us a lot of things that they want to talk about to the, their closest Resentment friends, and their family. Rejected. And they and I think they do that because they probably think that we might not read it, or if we do, you know, they probably won't see us again or something. And they won't Satan have the time say, to, you know, who come knows to what the process is behind it. But your social media. Um, come to me. You know, a lot of cases, these kids really open up to us, and that's special. That's something special. special, that they feel like our music helps them through that, and that, yeah. or like knowing that I've, that that's happened to me, yeah, and we all have hard seeing time. that, you know, you know, I can still be a happy guy yeah. with my family, and, we can you know, smile. hang out with my friends. I can go to my work, I don't go to church anymore, you know, I don't go to youth group, I don't go to youth outlet. conference mm -hmm. anymore. Um, and not destroy myself in the process. Is go ahead and, go and show his, his concert. Here's his concert. There's no drums. Come on, preacher. suicide on the birthday on the birthday of his best friend who committed suicide the band said dear Chester our hearts are broken the shock waves of grief and denial are still sweeping through our family as we come to grips with what has happened you touch so many lives maybe even more than you realized in the past few days we've seen an outpouring of love and support both public and private from around the world world talking with you about the years ahead together your excitement was infectious your absence leaves a void that can never be filled a boisterous i believe that funny ambitious creative kind generous i wish we could have gotten to chester a generous voice in the room is missing it's hanging from a rope dark and depressed snuffed out we're trying to remind ourselves that the demons who took you away from us were always a part of the deal after all, it was the way you sang about those demons that made everyone fall in love with you in the first... Oh, it's just talking about uh, alcohol. Yeah, they call it spirits for a reason. Oh, you're just talking about drugs and suicide. Yeah, what causes that? Every 40 seconds, a young person is committing suicide. Spirit of resentment and rejection because something bad happened in your life. And you feel pushed back. You've been molested, you've been touched, or maybe you yourself have done something you shouldn't do, and you have a spirit of resentment and rejection. How, how would he try to destroy a conference of 50 years, Brother Judah? 
How would he try to shut it down so millions of people couldn't be reached? Would he burn the, the thing down? Would he just cause everybody to resign or, or go home? Or would he, right after a youth conference when people were here, would he cause a young lady to be hurt? And thousands of teenagers to go and run. That's what he does in a place like this to hurt generations of young people. It was the young generations that Satan was after. Secondly, it's a spirit of deception. I'm, I'm, I'm almost finished. I'm, I'm moving quickly. Spirit of deception. Eve was deceived in the garden. Every time you watch the world's entertainment, unless it's truly glorifying the Lord, you're being deceived. The devil will take you down the whole way of pleasure and promise to guard your door as you have a good time and right at your worst moment. Will he not? He'll yank the door open. We saw that happen here. When he can do the most damage and hurt young people, he yanked the door open. Alice Cooper brought more people to hell. Drugs, alcohol, suicide. Listen to his testimony. Spirit of deception. It's not a big deal. Just here to have fun. Go ahead and show that you know, I'm the prodigal son, for one thing. I, I am the perfect example of the prodigal Wicked son. Wicked man. Uh, my dad was a pastor. My grandfather was an evangelist. Actually, both my dad and my grandfather were evangelists. And uh, my wife's father is a Baptist pastor. So I grew up in the church, and I was... All of my friends were church kids. I had so much fun. I mean, I was in church on Sunday, Wednesday night. Uh, Friday nights, I mean, it was, it, all my social life was based around kids in the church. And, um, and that was great. And it got to high school, and all of a sudden, the Beatles came out. And I went, oh, well, that's kind of, you know, and I was a natural mimic anyway. Just fun. Not a big so deal. So I watched the Beatles, and I said, well, that would be fun to do. Being in a hit band with hit records. Listen to this. And is getting as big as we got is like winning the lottery about three times. It just doesn't happen. You know, we were definitely the underdogs in the whole thing, and we kept going, well, we're never going to make it. This is fun, you know, to do this, and then we'll go get real jobs. Deceived and, and being bigger, deceived. And bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, there we were. You Thank know. you so much. Satan's design is a spirit of lustful temptation. Proverbs 7 says, I beheld among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding. Many times Satan deceives us in a spirit of lustful temptation because uh, we do not realize, because we're not maybe listening as we should, that God is designing our bodies, young men, as we hit a certain age and stage where we begin to be attracted to the opposite sex. And that attraction is for a wife to have a godly seed and to save the world. And it is to be ravished only and always on her love. And so we go through this training time where we're looking, as Brother Ross preached about, for that one. And when we don't listen, we're deceived and we're spreading it out everywhere. In sex and fornication and pornography, all of the major sports industries in the world, the billions they make, doesn't touch the hem of the garment of what the porn industry makes in America alone. Combined. Young ladies, you don't realize the desire, the, the need for attention. The Bible says in Genesis, and the desire for the woman will be for her husband. God has a desire for you to want guys to look at you and say you're pretty and notice you. And the spirit of deception, guys, when you will let your eyes go wherever they want to go. And ladies, you will allow your mind and your emotions and your relationships. The devil knows how to do it. We're falling in to succumb. We're succumbing to Satan's devices. Satan's design is also a spirit of rebellion. Rebellion is as the sin of what? If you say no tonight, Lucifer's sitting beside you. He's working on you and with you. Any rebellion, any disobedience to parents, just read in the Bible what they did, what God said to do with rebellious people. Number five is design on young people is a spirit of confusion, and that's the last, spirit of confusion. And my wife talked about this blessed old book, He Will Try to Confuse You. Confusion is the precursor, the little brother that grows up into doubt. We can have faith in everything else, but people doubt their salvation, they doubt God, they doubt love, they doubt their whole reason for even being here. And we're having a movement now of young people who sit on these platforms. They're not one Bible men anymore, or ladies anymore. And they're deceiving and they're trying to draw in. They don't want grandma and grandpa. By the way, they're not trying to reach my dad. 
That's why they'll easily make fun of him for busting a television, which he tried to tell us. They're not after my dad. They're after you. They will slaughter us faster than they can drop a hat and they'll drop the hat, but they want you. Either we have a Bible, I'm speaking to the English-speaking people here, uh, the King James Bible, uh, we have a Bible we can trust that you can hold in your hand that's perfect from cover to cover, just like God promised the preservation of the saints. Thank God for the preservation of His Word. And Paul was telling Timothy, you can trust your Bible. The Bible that Paul was telling Timothy about was a copy of a copy of a copy. By the way, uh, thank God for the translation of the New Testament. A ton of, a bunch of, much... I wouldn't say much. Scripture in the New Testament was translated from the Old Testament. Paul even said, hey, Jesus spoke to me on the road to Damascus. And in the Hebrew tongue, he said, and Paul wrote it originally in the Greek. Thank God for the preservation of a translation. Because the originals don't exist anymore. Not one of them did. Do. The original was what God wrote uh, 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 through John on the Isle of Patmos. And Moses had, it doesn't exist. There is not one original today. We have a copy of a copy of a copy that God promised that he could, would preserve. And thank God it's all compiled right here. Thank God for that. But let me tell you something. I, I have friends in the music industry and even in the southern gospel world. And I know good people in that industry. But, but like my wife said, a lot of them, they, they don't have a Bible within 10 miles of that concert. And they don't believe you can hold a Bible in their hand when they say, oh, I believe all versions. You can't hold it. It's just Jesus is the Word. The clip goes on to say that I'm about ready to show you. He is, but He also gave us the written Word. It's called Scripture to scribe. Listen to this clip really quick, quick and the deception in it, and we'll be finished. The Message Bible. If you lay them side the Message Bible is out of the pit of hell. You know, I, I really that think they will help you understand the KJV. I Absolutely. Like by the way, pause. By the way, pause. I preached this message two weeks ago, and the message Bible got online and mocked me. The, I mean, the actual company. Go ahead, play it again. The one and only. You know, there's the NLT, there's the NIV, and, and the thing, all of them. And, but, but the thing is, none of them are the Word of God. None of them are the Word of God. There's a spirit of deception to say you don't have anything you can trust. You can stand upon the Word of God. The greatest thing out of salvation, accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, accepting this book as the Word of God. It's true from cover to cover. You can trust it. Let me tell you, I don't know what you're going to do. Brother Abdel's going to preach tonight and, 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 and he's going to pick up where I left off, okay? And i got to be done. But let me just say this, Satan is very real. I don't want to make this about me. I don't want to be narcissistic at all, but I have seen any time that God has brought this message to me, I'd much rather preach other things. But every time there's spiritual warfare. If I could tell you the things that happened in preparation for this thing, I mean, we, we've lived in our house. I grew up there. A tree fell right where our son is sleeping, right onto our bedroom, onto our house. I'm walking in. We're praying. I'm trying to get people to pray because I know Satan hates this as we're revealing. And, and my little daughter, Hannah's here, and she's the sweetest little girl. She loves pets. The sweetest thing in all the world. My daughter, Hannah, has been bottle feeding a sheep. She has one little lamb, one little lamb. It's the cutest thing. His name is Boots. Our whole family loves Boots. The alleys were there. They've seen Boots goes free. He runs all over the yard. Cutest little sheep. Bottle fed it from a lamb. As I'm getting out of the car right there, my wife gets a phone call. My wife starts crying for my daughter. My daughter's in the back seat. I get out. I said, what's going on? I'm coming in here to preach. She said, Boots just fell over dead. I opened the back door and I said, Hannah, I'm so sorry. I had to tell her because she, she said, Dad, what's going on? I said, Hannah, Boots just passed away. And Hannah just starts weeping and crying uncontrollably. And it broke my heart, it crushed my heart, but I was able to walk in here, Pastor Wilkerson. And you can say that's spooky and coincidence. I don't know if it's not, only God knows. But what I can tell you is this. I'd rather my daughter have to cry over boots passing away than losing her virginity, than pumping into her ears 
than dying, than seeing her dad die, her mom die, this generation go to hell because somebody didn't listen to the preaching and stand up and do what is right. For our invitation, can I have an invitation? It'll be about four minutes. I keep after asking him if it's okay on time. For our invitation, I want to hear the voice of Brother Bobby Robertson. He was in here and got honored all that. He's a spiritual grandfather to me. I got to ride with him many times, talk to him, be in his home. I want you to listen to his voice and then listen to a song that was written for the Our Time Conference. And I want you to listen to words and if God spoke to you, I want you to come to the altar. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Just listen. And when it's finished, uh, turn myself off too quick. Pastor Wilkerson and Brother Judah will come and do as they see fit. Listen carefully to the words of this old saint of God and let it speak to you. We need some Lester Roy. We need some old Bob Jones Sr. We need some Harold Sightlers. Those men, God used them to encourage this poor little country preacher. I could hear them. He said, I shall not change. He said, I shall groan and I shall groan and I shall groan until the Lord calls me home. See, we need some people like that. Somebody's watching me and you. And we need some people who will stand true to this old book and faithful, that's what I'm talking about, and faithful, my friend, that you might not be a stumbling block, but you can be a stepping block. Father, I hope I've said something that would be a help, encouragement to your people today. Lord, help us. When we can't see and we can't feel and we can't understand, help us to walk on by faith. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As I looked through the pages of our Christian history, I watched those who would leave their mark for the Christ who set them free. Missionaries walked this earth, pointing millions to the cross, and many sacrificed their lives, never thinking of the cost. One by one these weary warriors passed on to meet their king. And I've seen a generation rise with a love for worldly things. No one will go to sow God's word instead. If you're we done, just stay where you are. Please don't try to go back to your seat. Let's just stay where we are. As the darkness spreads and, and lost want. souls slip to their graves. Why we're here. But now I rise to my feet, raise my voice, and I cry this. Your life matters, be. your obedience to God. If these ones who've gone before us stood for Christ, then so can we. So I'm calling out to all of you. Stand and wait patiently, please. The, crowd. the choice is yours, the call.